Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. Uh, Very excited here today to introduce to the community our our new support services coordinator who has actually been with us for a couple of weeks. Um, And it's kind of a familiar face and name to a lot of our kids because uh, Asia's got a great story. Um, as far as growing up at the youth center, working here part-time, working here as a seasonal employee, and now actually fulfilling a dream to become a full-time staff member here. So first of all, Asia Valdez, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rick. Now, Asia is actually a pro at this podcast because about 18 months ago or so, we did a really cool podcast with Asia on resiliency. And resiliency, she talked a lot about some of the hardships she she had growing up and some of the tough um, times that she had to endure and uh, how she did through a great resiliency, um, graduate high school and move on to college and uh, become a productive young woman that she is. So with that said, Asia, for people that maybe don't know you or did not hear the podcast 18 months ago, who is Asia Valdez? So, Asia Valdez is somebody that moved to North Andover in fifth grade. Um, I went to the Atkinson Elementary School. Um, That was kind of a tough transition for me, just, you know, being new, coming in uh, to the last year of elementary school. Um, But I just had to overcome, you know, all my anxieties about going to a new school. Um, Moved on to the middle school. I met some great people that still till this day are Um, just great great people for me and um, went to the high school I struggled a little bit there you know just finding myself a lot of people struggle in high school and that was kind of a time in my life where I just knew I had to make some changes Um, my senior year I started working at the youth center as a part-time staff and that was probably you know one of the best times of my life and it really did make a, a change for me that's awesome. Let's get right to some uh, people getting to know you through some of our, obviously, our questions. And we are going to have some questions that were submitted on social media, mostly from kids. But uh, first thing is you applied for the so, uh, support services position. Um, what, what intrigued you about actually going for this job? So honestly, ever since, like I said, I started working here as a part-time staff in high school, ever since then, um, I, I was always really close to the people in this position, you know, Molly Malandrino, Michaela Tatro, like those are two people that have influenced me a lot and just the work that they did. I remember thinking the minute something opens up, that's something that I want to go for. So the timing was very interesting because uh, we were, uh, we, it was unexpected that uh, the previous support services coordinator was leaving this soon. Um, and then when she did, um, the timing wasn't really perfect because you're in the process of actually finishing up your degree. Um, but we, um, we actually wanted you to apply and, and see where you kind of uh, fell in the whole interview. We interviewed a, a ton of people, um, and, we, and you uh, obviously impressed us in the first round of interviews. And then um, you uh, came back for a second interview as one of the finalists with about uh, two, uh, two or three other people. Um, and then you were selected, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about that. But what was the whole interview process like for you? Because you were in a unique situation. You obviously knew myself and knew Demi. Um, and then you had to see us wearing a different hat, right? The hiring people that were going to decide what was the best, uh, the best hire for our department. What was that whole process like? 
So at first, the whole process was a little bit scary just because um, I did know you guys so well. So I, I did know expectations and I wanted to be able to fulfill those expectations. Um, but I honestly just went in there with confidence and I just wanted to show you guys how much I've grown. Um, I really just took that interview process to just show you guys like what I can do and things that I think I can do. Yeah, and you did, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was honest with you during the process, uh, you exceeded my expectations in both of the interviews. Um, sometimes people would look like, well, it's an advantage because the interviewee actually knows the youth center or knows the people. I actually think it's the opposite. I think it's tougher for someone like that to apply because we do know you, right? So a lot of questions were also maybe directed at, you know, some of your strengths, but some of the areas that you needed to improve on. Um, obviously, um, you were our youngest applicant, although most of the applicants were about the same age. Um, so I think it was, it was tough, and I was impressed with, um, you know, obviously you didn't get any heads up from us of what the questions were. You Just like everybody else, um, you had to deal with the questions on the spot, and uh, I think we were very impressed with how prepared you were, um, some of the vision ideas you had. Um, and you were really honest on some of the areas that you need to get better at. And uh, so we obviously were very impressed with you. Um, and we had to take a look at, you know, obviously hiring you. Uh, we prefer a bachelor's degree, obviously, and uh, you were two months from that. Um, so we actually were able to work out a process of working your schedule around the rest of your um, school year, um, and which really worked out well. And then the pandemic hit, um, and you actually, we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to actually start a job during a, a worldwide pandemic, which nobody here has ever had to deal with. You're the first one to do that. But, um, you know, as you're, you're finishing up your bachelor's degree, you're supposed to graduate next month from Salem State College, uh, and you have plans to go directly for your master's degree, which we're very excited about. Um, what's it like being that college senior that um, is trying to wrap up their college career, four years of working your tail off uh, and to prove people wrong, et cetera, and then all of a sudden everything is really taken away from you the last couple of months? What's that been like for you? Honestly, it's, it's, been, it's been tough because a lot of my classes, you know, we already had what what was due and I was able to see after spring break kind of that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I, it actually took me an extra year to graduate because um, you know I had some things that I had to do some extra classes I had to take but I finally was able to see the end and then this pandemic hit and we were told we had to move out of school really fast. Um, all my classes went remotely um, and that that's just been tough because it, it feels like I knew everything and I was ready to finish and it just it just hit us like a ton of bricks honestly. So, you know, colleges are just much more prepared than high schools in terms of remote learning. Most uh, universities and uh, colleges were actually able to uh, quickly move into that. Uh, what's that been like taking remote classes? And you've taken online classes before, but uh, what's that been like? Um, you know, how different is it? Um, is it enjoyable? Is it tough? What is it? So I've taken online classes before, and I think that's just... It's just different because those I sign up for, I kind of know what I'm getting out of them. The classes that I had to take, um, you know, to finish up, I couldn't imagine 
it's it's really difficult doing it online just because it's so discussion based and we're kind of not getting that same discussion that we were going through in the classroom and now it's kind of just you know professors have to add assignments and it, it came it became a little bit overwhelming absolutely but you're still um, also set with um, you know graduating on time what do you hear from your chancellor at Salem State in terms of everything from senior week activities to actually graduation is it gonna happen is it unsure at this point so they actually canceled our senior week um, they just didn't think it was something that was gonna be able to happen they haven't said much about graduation all they said was that um, it was gonna be postponed but there's talks that maybe we'll walk in December, maybe maybe a different time. I don't, I don't really see it happening for us this summer. Um, hopefully it does, but I don't know. They haven't really said much about it. So as you, as our youngest staff member person, you can really relate to what our seniors at North End of High School are going through right now, correct? Yeah, I can totally feel for them all. Yeah, it's tough. We don't know what's happening yet. Um, Superintendent Gilligan will keep uh, us up to date along with Principal Chet Jackson. Um, you know, the hope is that we still have some form of graduation ceremony, that there is some form of a senior week activities. Uh, I feel very bad. As you know, most, a lot of the seniors actually are involved here at the Youth Center. A lot of them work for us. And, um, you know, I can feel their pain just like I can feel the pain of, of you and Gigi and other people that are actually graduating college this year. It's, it stinks, it's nothing that I can personally relate to, um, but obviously we're in uncharted waters and hopefully um, we can do the best of this and we have to rely on our leaders in the school system and your president at your school to, um, to make the best decisions for kids in, in terms of health and, and what's best for them. So, all right, so you started work, uh, I think it was our March 23rd, was it? March yep. 23rd. Um, so, oh, today is your first paycheck. Oh, yeah. First paycheck with the town of North Andover. <laughs> Um, everything is direct deposit now, so we can't take a picture of you with your check. But uh, send, us, send us a picture of that um, email stub of you getting uh, your first paycheck. So the first two weeks for you, I, I've never had anybody that started in such a crazy times, obviously, with this global pandemic. Um, so normally when a full-time staff member starts here, they spend a lot of time in my office the first couple of weeks. Um, we end up showing them around, introducing them to people, which we weren't, we're not probably going to have to do a lot with that because you do know a lot of the you know, teachers and educators and people in the community, but still, um, it's usually a slow transition into the position. And you start, and we're, we're basically all working from home. Uh, when you first started, actually, we were still covering the office, uh, working at home, and obviously, we're doing a lot of things for the town, um, such as the lunches, and, you know, we were securing basketball courts and things like that. So... I don't, I don't think anybody can really relate to this, so I want to hear from you. What was it like starting your first full-time job as an adult during a global pandemic? Honestly, it's, it's something I never would have thought like, that I would have to go through. My first day here was March 23rd. I was in the office for like four hours, and then we got a text that the next day we were shutting down to bring everything home. Um, and honestly, you know, I, I've worked here, but I... I was just going to take these few weeks to just get to know the job a little bit, um, and I kind of have had to do that from home. Um, it's It's been kind of difficult just trying to figure out 
you know, my position and everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, one thing it, it really has shown me, though, is how great everybody here is. Um, Rick, Demi, Kyle, and Lauren, they really have just done everything to make me feel like um, I'm at home and just help me with everything that I need help with. So that that is a positive with it. It's just to see how strong um, this group really is. Yeah, it's been great. Um, we've all been uh, doing, I actually think we have probably the coolest Zoom staff meetings of anybody uh, in the area. Um, we, we do do it twice a week. Uh, we're on uh, Zoom for anywhere from an hour to two hours, kind of going over everything. And, um, you know, I've obviously I've known you since you were a kid, so obviously it was easy to welcome you here. But, you know, some of the, my staff members, like obviously Lauren and Kyle, that have gotten to know you, um, you've kind of jumped right in being part of the family. And uh, we always have a good time with our staff meetings, and I think a lot is going on well. And you've been thrown into your, into the fire, with, um, and it's been really good I mean you've jumped in and taken advantage of things I've gotten great feedback from you about you I'm sorry from our our assistant town manager D Casey and other people that you're working with so it's um, you will have as I said before you're gonna have some great stories to tell your grandkids one day um, about your first professional full-time job and how it all started and you know I think we're just excited to obviously get back here and be with the kids and it'll be great for you to almost have a sense of normalcy of what the job really is like. But right now, you're doing an outstanding job. So let's talk about something. Um, we hired you uh, March 23rd, 2020. I have been uh, in business here, uh, running the Youth Center for 32 years. Um, I've gone through hiring many, many people, um, and I've gone through layoffs, and I've gone through adding positions and back and forth, um, and I've been very fortunate. We've talked a lot about uh, all the full-time people that have been here since 1988, um, and uh, you're our latest one that will be added to that plaque in the hallway, which is the new Alex Bryan tree. Uh, which is a dedication to all of our full-time people. Um, but you represent the first Hispanic person, that a Hispanic uh, resident that we've hired uh, to work in the youth center. Um, it's something that um, we, myself personally, have been looking to see if we could get a person of color to work here because our, our demographics are so much changed. And, you know, we work with a very large Hispanic population here at the youth center in our summer programs. So let me ask you something, you know, what, how does it feel, um, you know, obviously you talked about how great and excited you are about having the job, but you're representing a population here that quite frankly has said to me in pre-interview questions, um, you know, Rick, I'd like you to hire someone that looks like me. So what, what, do you, what do you feel about being the first Hispanic hired in the department and maybe um, some of the uh, things that'll come with that by being that first Hispanic person? Um. I honestly feel like so blessed and so happy that I can bring that to this community because, you know, when I was younger, I looked for people that looked like me just to, you know, make me feel comfortable and, you know, sometimes just having somebody that looks like you and can understand things that go on in your culture, that can be something so comforting and I feel like, you know, with this job, this specific title, like that, that is something that you can just relate to kids and, I think it's great, and I, I think that the kids, you know, this town is changing, and I think, I think it's honestly something that the town needed. 
Well, you got hired because you were the best person. You did not get hired because you were a, a you know a, a young Hispanic woman. Uh, but obviously, that is going to be a huge plus for us. Just in the first couple of weeks you've been here, you've been relied on an awful lot to actually do translation to some of our families that uh, are struggling during this pandemic. Uh, centered around our work with the uh, the lunches um, three days a week. Um, I know our, our assistant town managers had to use you to do some translation. Um, what's that been like? Honestly, it's great because at the lunches, you know, you have somebody come up and they're speaking, you know, trying to speak Spanish, trying to speak English, and you can just see, like, the confusion and the minute that they call me out, you can just see the relief on their face once I ask, like, if they speak Spanish and how I can help them, um, and it's just great, and I think it's really, it's really helping a lot of people. It's been awesome. When we first met you, and, you know, I have some, some great stories about when I first met you, and God, you are so different. Uh, you even look different than I first met you. And um, you had a little bit of an edge to you when I first met you. That's probably a good way of saying it. Um, your first involvement with us was with people at the high school, Steve Nugent, Pecan Cannon, in particular Molly Malandrino, who worked for me. So it was Molly that actually brought you here. Um, and you had a great relationship with Molly and you had a great relationship with uh, all of our staff. But as a young Hispanic woman from the community, um, the new age is that you'll deal with what is the advantage of the fact that that you will look like some of these kids and can relate to some of these kids so there there is a huge huge advantage like I, I stated before like just being comfortable um, I did an internship at the middle school this year and my first day I just had a group of girls just looking at me and you know just being like is she Spanish is she Spanish and I could just see like you know, just the happiness in their face, just because I was Spanish, they didn't even know who I was. They just instantly felt comfortable with me. And I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, the feedback we've gotten from kids is great. I actually got one kid that came up to me and he, uh, he closed the door and he said, listen, I just want to say something to you. you. You did a pretty good job higher in Asia. Um, she said, he said, nothing against you, but uh, I really didn't want you to hire an old guy with gray hair. And I obviously wish he was referring to me, I'm sure, but um, but obviously I think that there's an excitement about a number of our kids uh, for you, and it's not just um, that you're Spanish, but also the fact that they've known you, that you've grown up here in the youth center, that you are looked at as a role model for kids, and especially a lot of kids that have kind of had a rough go of it in our community, um, and you're a living proof that you know you can strive and, and do all the things, and we're going to get into a, a little bit of that a little bit later. But so we're in a global pandemic; it's not a normal day at the youth center the doors are not open we're not seeing the kids um, what are some of the things what are some of the other things that you're doing during this period of time um, as before we get set up to reopen hopefully sometime in May um, so right now at home I'm just trying to come up with you know the best summer programs possible so that when these kids do get back they have excitement and so much fun um, been working on the lunches that's been great also just you know trying to finish school um, personally I've just I've, I just started painting my room yesterday so I'm just trying to keep myself busy so um, talk to you a little bit about our, our staff is doing yeoman's work um, we're sending two staff people every Monday Wednesday and Friday to it's now at the high school where we're actually distributing and delivering lunches to our residents um, you've been a big part of that uh, you're somebody that's gone it's there at least two to three days a week what's that like been for you it's been great like it's only 
two hours or so that I'm there, but just getting out of the house, that that is awesome. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, being able to be there to translate for people, that's something that I feel like is very helpful. Um, working with everybody there is great, and I think just, you know, providing these lunches for these families is a, a big step that the town needed. Yeah, and the town is doing a great job. Big shout out to our assistant town manager, Denise, Denise Casey, as well as food services director, Erica Murphy, who are spearheading this, doing a phenomenal job. Um, I've gotten to see a lot of our municipal workers helping out there, as well as I've gotten to know by being down there. I've been down there three times already. Um, down there to actually see a lot of the school personnel that's there and uh They've got a pretty good system of how they're just doing this, and obviously we're in week four of it now, and it uh, looks like we're probably going to have at least four more weeks of it. But uh, big shout-out to both Erica and Denise on that. Um, what are your plans for the summer? You're spending a lot of time. The, uh, the one good thing during this period of time is it gave us a lot of time to really plan our summer programs. And for people listening, uh, we are planning on having the best summer ever. Um, I know that things are fluid. I know things may have to be adjusted, but we are going full steam ahead with our programming that we will be back to some semblance of normalcy by the end of June when we usually start our summer programs. Uh, and some of the stuff that we have put together, this will literally be the best summer ever. But what should people th see you this summer? What will you be doing, Asia? So um, I'm actually taking on that girls week uh, with the 40 something girls that we take for the whole week. Um, I won't say what we're doing, but definitely trying to find some different things and some, some things that you guys did last year. That's gonna be great. Um, also some, just some random field trips that we think you guys are gonna love. Um, I'm also gonna be doing a new program. It's called Empowered. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm working on a lot, trying to get the details together, um, just to, you know, empower the girls here in this town, and we're going to have so much fun doing it. Um, I'm also trying to do some sort of uh, collaboration with Kate, just because I saw her, Kate Delisle, um, I saw her and just the great work that she does in her room when I was at the middle school, and I really do want to get some of that in here at the youth center. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to be doing a lot, and as a lot of people uh, may or may not know, Asia's position does a lot with the school system. So Kate Delisle, phenomenal, phenomenal educator down at the middle school, and what she does and her love and care for her kids is unbelievable. Um, so it's a natural that Asia connect with her and do some things in, in a mentor-mentee-type program uh, with the kids. Um, we also will have Asia, if, if we were back in school when the youth center would be open, Asia would be running girls' groups at the middle school doing a lot of crisis intervention, working with um, Laura Stevens, the, uh, the focused uh, coordinator down at the middle school, uh, as well as the high school. Uh, so obviously we're loving to get back to normalcy so Asia can do that. Um, about 12 hours a week of her position will be spent in the school system. That's something that that position's been doing since the very beginning. So we're excited for um, Asia to get back to the school system. And for you, that's going to be a little different than um, our previous people in your position because you actually know some of these people and you've worked with some of these people as both a student and you know, I don't think people know you did your internship both at North End of a High School and your internship at North End of a Middle School. Um, how is that going to be a little bit easier for you than maybe other people? 
Um, just the fact that I've already built these relationships and made connections, we can kind of skip that awkward introduction and, you know, we can just get right into things that, um, you know, we want to do. And I hope everybody is able to feel comfortable with me and able to just let me know what they need from me so that, you know, we can make this the best, the best town ever. Great. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I mentioned at the very beginning, you did a podcast around 18 months ago, and it was entitled Resiliency, because we, um, we actually met you, and you were having a rough go of it as a, as a high school student when we first met you, adjusting to the town, as well as a number of other different things, and, you know, our goal was to, to get you to graduate high school, and, um, and then hopefully go on to college. And you, you met some incredible people besides us here at the Youth Center. But I've been watching um, this great documentary on Netflix um, called Basketball or Nothing, and it's about um, a community in Arizona on the reservation, and it's um, about a basketball, surprise, surprise, they about a basketball a team, a community, and a school. And um, the goal of the kids having some success and actually moving on to college and everything else, and then actually maybe coming back to the res to be the role model that, um, you know, that these kids are actually looking for. Now, I don't compare North Andover, Massachusetts to the reservation in Arizona, but your story is a little bit similar to this and the fact that uh, you grew up here, you needed to, um, resources to, to get through here, um, you know, a community raised raised a child here and you relied on a lot of great people who I want you to talk about and what it was for you to not just graduate high school head on to a dream of going to college um, a five-year program but you got through it um, had some tough financial situations to get through college which a lot of people can relate to and now you've come full circle just like in that documentary that I was watching where you're coming back now to make a difference for the young people so following up on your podcast with resiliency why don't you tell people a little bit what what it was all about of you growing up here and how you've come full circle so um, you know if if you didn't hear the last podcast um, just resiliency is something that I've I've been dealing with my whole life before I even came to North Andover it's just it's always been about you know me bouncing back things that have gone on in my life um, just I, I'll never forget my high school graduation um, I saw Steve Nugent, Pecan Cannon, even like all the other um, guidance counselors just there, Sarah Hickey, um, just hugging me and they you could see in their face it was really just like you did it we knew you could do it it was just you know me believing that I could do it and I think that's why this position is so special because um, you know Molly was a huge part in my you know me becoming who I was she she helped me so much and I want to be that person for some of these kids because sometimes when you're young and you're trying to figure out you know who you are and and things that you're going through you don't really understand it you question it and if you don't have those the, the right people the right resources there it, it's easy to slip through the cracks and and that honestly could have been me yeah I mean and and you obviously um a lot of people uh, remember your biggest supporter probably your biggest supporter is a newly retired MB Chesler from the middle school who anytime you miss Asia she's probably the head of your fan club um, it is obvious to me that, um, you know, I have been, um, 
given a lot of feedback that you know my hire of Asia Valdez was the best hire. Um, and you know, you and I have had conversations. I always at some point thought that you would come back here and work. Um, didn't know when, um, but obviously, you know, we grilled you during that interview process to make sure that, you know, obviously I was comfortable that we were making the right choice and you did, but now you're back here and you have an opportunity, um, to help young kids and maybe some of the future Asia Valdez's or whatever. And, uh, you know, you've kind of talked about a lot, but can you put it just in a, some final words in terms of what that whole thing is? Is there a lot of responsibility with that? Are you excited for that piece of maybe coming back and, and helping those future Asia Valdezes? Um, it's definitely a lot of responsibility, but it's a challenge I'm up for. It's a challenge I knew I was I was taking on when I applied for this job, and it's it's really it's what I want to do. It's how I want to get my career started is just helping kids like me, kids that aren't like me, and just, you know, being that person for those kids. We hear often uh, from the staff here, you've mentioned Kincan and Nugent, Chesla, Ramondo, uh, Laura Stevens, many, many people that have been, what's your family thought about this whole process? Um, your parents uh, divorced when you were really young, uh, but you still have a relationship with both parents and you have younger siblings now. Um, uh, how's your family uh, when they look at you and your growth and where you've been and where you've gone to? My family, they're honestly really proud of me. I, I kind of kept the whole interviewing process, like I didn't tell anybody. Um, I kept it to myself just because I was scared that if I didn't get it, I didn't want to have to tell everybody about it. Um, so I actually didn't tell anybody until I got the job. And, you know, I told my mom and I told my dad and they were both they were both very proud and they just they just talked about, you know, some of the things we've talked about here, things I've overcome and, you know, just if you put your mind to something, you can do anything you want. Absolutely. Good words of advice there. Let's get to some of those social media questions that uh, people wanted to know about you. So first one someone wants to know is, did you work at Summer Fun? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I worked at Summer Fun um, for about five summers. Um, I was a counselor there, and then I became an assistant coordinator. Absolutely. All right, this next person wants to know if you went to Central Catholic High School. <laughs> I did not go to Central Catholic High School. I graduated from North Hanover High. Yes, you did, and a, a proud alum. Uh, next person wants to know, what's your favorite Disney movie? Um, so if you guys saw my video a few weeks back when we did the Disney day, you saw me in a stitch onesie for my second costume. Um, I love Disney. I have Disney plus. Um, I don't really know if I can pick one, but my favorite Disney character is stitch from Lilo and stitch. So that's definitely a movie I watch a lot. Absolutely. We didn't talk about it, but you are going to be assuming uh, our new MVP program. We've actually made some much needed changes to the MVP program, which is our mentoring program. Um, you are going to uh, be running MVP. What's that like for you? So MVP, I think it's just a great program all around. Um, the kids and the, the mentors and the mentees, they're, they're all great. Um, my me getting to know them has been over text message so I'm kind of excited to you know maybe do a first zoom meeting or something just to put names to faces 
Um, but I am very excited to take on this program. Absolutely. And you're already, you know, doing the Zoom meetings and you're, we, um, we keep in contact through a Google Doc of the kids that are actually doing virtual meetings. And it's actually gone really, really well. All right. Next person wants to know, are you excited to finally get to meet the middle schoolers? I am. I'm very excited. Um, like we mentioned before, I, I did do my internship at the middle school this year, so I do know a lot of you, but I know there's still a lot that come here that I haven't met, so I'm excited to meet everyone. You talked a little bit about your summer programs, but this next individual wants to know, what are you most excited about the summer? Um, I know Girls Week is going to be great, um, but definitely my empowered my empowered program. I think that's something that I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about and just doing the best that I can with that one. Next individual wants to, he was pretty blunt with this. Why did you choose this job? <laughs> so I chose, I chose this job because like I said, um, this was just always something that I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to work with kids and um, the minute this opened up, I, I jumped at the idea. Absolutely. Um, oh, this is a good one. What's your favorite memory from working at Summer Fun? First of all, summer fun is probably the best job that anybody could ever have. And if I could do it for the rest of my life, I would have. Um, so there's so many memories that that were just amazing. But I think one of the best days of the year is superlatives. Um, every, all the kids getting in the gym and, you know, counselors sending up their kid that, you know, looks like a counselor and stuff like that. You just see so many different characters and kids coming out of their comfort zone. And it's great. Next person wants to know, did you go to college, which we obviously established, you went to Salem State University. So let's ask the back end of this question. Why did you choose Salem State and what was so great about Salem State for you personally? So um, actually Pete Concannon and Steve Nugent were really helping me with this college process because I was kind of you know, watching all my friends and classmates getting accepted. And I, I applied really late because I, I decided really late that I was going to go to college. It wasn't something I thought I could do. Um, so Salem State, you know, was something that appealed to me. And I went and I did the um, overnight at the campus and I really did like it. So I stuck with it. So it's been a great career at Salem State, yep. and uh, far enough away from North Andover, but close enough for you to always come home and, and everything else. So a um, couple more questions. Um, how long did you know you wanted to have a job that helps kids? So I actually, um, I have a scrapbook from when I was little, and one of the questions was, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it said, a teacher. I don't, I obviously I've changed that since then, but I've always known I wanted to work with kids um, ever since I was that young. And I decided that, you know, this is something I wanted to do probably like my, my senior year of high school. So you've known for a while that this is what you wanted to do. Um, oh, this one wants to know, are you still going out with that guy, Kyle? <laughs> Yes, I am still going out with that guy, Kyle. So that guy, Kyle, actually also works for us, too. Worked for us. Uh, Milovanic is a wonderful young man who's also graduating Salem State. And uh, if I'm correct, he would like to be a, a corrections officer at a, at a jail. Is that correct? Yep. How is uh, Kyle feeling about you getting this job here? Uh, he 
the minute I found out that I got it, he was so ecstatic, um, so proud of me, and he really did help me, you know, with my anxiety through the application process, the interviews. He, he was really great through it all. He's an amazing young man himself and obviously has always been a huge supporter of you. All right, we're going to get to start to wrap up the podcast a little bit here. Um, but let me, let me ask a couple other questions and then we'll send you on your way. What's your biggest fear about doing this job? Um, I think my biggest fear would be just not being able to make the connections um, that I want to make. I, th I think I, I should be good at it because, you know, I've made these connections already, but I really just want to be able to touch these kids the way I've been touched. Absolutely. Now, you and I have known each other for a long time, and now our relationship is a different because, obviously, I'm your, your direct boss. Um, uh, any worries about that, Asia? Um, not really, just because I know I know what you expect. I know you have really high expectations, and you're always raising the bar. And I know you always say there's room for improvement, so I, I always have that in the back of my head. And I think that is a big advantage for someone like you in this position because you kind of do know how we run the youth center. You know me personally. You do know my expectations. Um, you know, it's it's not always easy here. I think most people understand that, you know, I'm, I'm not – interested in resting on our laurels. Um, we always talk about last summer being the best summer ever. Well, this summer is going to be the best summer ever. Uh, next fall is going to be the better fall than this year. And we're always looking at innovative programs and we're always trying to raise the bar. Um, and I definitely um, think you're going to fit right into that stuff. And it does, you know, kind of like when Demi started with us or even Amali or Michaela, who actually did grow up in this program also, is you kind of do know the expectations and, that's, and it's a little bit easier. Um, in terms of social media, I, I think we're the best. Um, we're amazing at it, led by Demi, but all of you guys have taken on a major part of our social media. I think our social media has been huge during this pandemic. Uh, we're doing, I think, yeoman's work in terms of making sure we're posting on a regular basis, being creative with our um, social media, uh, whether it be daily staff videos or introducing some of our summer staff or our positive posts, um, you know, Zoom pictures of our staff meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how, how do you see social media helping with your job? So social media, you know, it's great. We're able to promote a lot of what we're doing. And every week we have our, you know, our selected day that we – we put up a video and that's just a time that, you know, I'm able to say what I want to say that, you know, I can't say in person. Um, so social media has been really great just staying connected. Absolutely. I want to make sure all of our listeners know we, we're doing regular posts um, to our members. We're doing emails to our members. Uh, all of our email addresses are easily accessible if you need to get in touch with any of us. Um, we can't have meetings with people right now, but we can do phone calls. We can do email discussions. We can do Hangouts and Zoom, which we're actually doing with our some of our leadership groups, which has been going really, really well, and we'll continue to do that. But I do ask you to... Uh, um, to reach out to Asia. Um, Asia is our support services coordinator, so a lot of that is actually checking in on the mental health status of our kids. All of our staff can do that, but the major position on that is Asia. So if you do need to reach out to avaldez at nayouth.com, um, and she'll be happy to help in any way. Um, Asia, you've done an amazing job in the first two weeks. I'm not surprised about this. Um, obviously, I've always had faith that you would come back here, as I said, and work and give back and 
something just in the first couple of weeks. Uh, don't spend all that money at once today when you get that first <laughs> paycheck. But uh, we love you and we love having you here. And I look forward to watching your development um, as we go on to the next path, um, you know, our staff is big shout out to my staff led by Demi, uh, Lauren, Kyle, and you. Um, it's been a lot of love the last couple of weeks in terms of us being together and making sure that we're going to do whatever we can. Um, and we always do our staff meetings. And my first question is, you know, asking where everybody's mental health is and making sure you guys are okay because obviously your fam and the family has to stick together. But we're doing some amazing things and we're going to continue to do it. But I cannot impress enough to people that we want to be back open. We want the doors open. We want the kids back here. We miss you and we love you. And I want you to take us away with one last thing. What, what's your final word to the kids or the parents of North Andover Asia? You know, just during this time, um, I know there's a lot of like sadness and stuff like that, but just think of all the positives that come with this, you know, spending extra time with your family or doing things you can't do when we're all so busy. So we'll get through this and um, everything's going to be okay. It certainly will. And folks, we will have a meet and greet with Asia when we can actually get back in the room together and you'll get to see her in the meantime. You know, if you need anything from her, reach out, as I said, or reach out to any of us. But uh, it's been incredible having this this conversation with Asia, and I hope this sheds a lot of light on this young, talented, new addition to the YC family. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Asia. Thanks for having me, Rick. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion. <laughs>